Welcome, 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 women, to another exciting episode of Relentless, the podcast. I am your host, Dr. Janae Bryce. We are relentless. Why? Because we can't stop. We don't stop. We won't stop. Searching the unsearchable riches of the mighty word of God. God bless you, women. I am just happy to be able to share the word of God on this new platform, at this new time, in this new season. God is good. As is my custom, I'd like to give a shout out to those churches, organizations, um, associations, nonprofits who have allowed me to share my gift down through the years. I thank you, whether it was giving a word of poetry, um, emceeing a program, speaking on a Sunday morning, by land or by sea, uh, in the United States or abroad. I am just grateful that you have allowed me to share. And so um, to that end, I'd like to give a shout out to the Noah's Ark Preschool and Daycare Center, where I had the pleasure of teaching for three years. Some wonderful teachers, some wonderful students. God bless you, Noah's Ark. And I say to you, like Paul said to the church at Philippi, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. So um, in preparation um, for the next few weeks, um, anyway, um, the Lord has arrested my attention um, on some lessons that I had the uh, privilege of teaching some years ago. And they were centered around um, fairy tales and um, um, fairy tales and the lessons that they teach. Um, and so to that end tonight, we're going to be talking about the Wizard of Oz from God's perspective. Or what I like to dub the Dorothy Complex. The Wizard of Oz from God's perspective. Some years ago, the Lord began speaking to me about the stories and fairy tales that are so ingrained in our American culture. We learn them in school, we see them on television, and we even pay to see them acted out on stages and at movie theaters. Well, not so much now, due to COVID. While conducting some research about a particular fairy tale, I was surprised to learn that fairy tales are not unique to American society. They can be found in many different cultures around the world. One reason for this is because fairy tales contain what are often referred to as universal themes. That is to say, they are readily recognized and easily understood by peoples from all walks of life. The Lord used something we are all familiar with to drive home deeper spiritual truths concerning one story in particular, the Wizard of Oz. Now, y'all stay with me. We know the characters. We know the music. We know the story. Yet the Lord gave fresh insight regarding them. So come go along with me. We got five points today, and we're going to be out your way. Point number one, the storm is coming. When we first encounter Dorothy, she's busy working on the farm with her Auntie M and Uncle Henry. You remember. While they are all busy carrying out their duties, doing their chores, we are introduced to farmhands and neighbors. Distracted or perhaps just bored, Dorothy stops performing her duties and begins to daydream and talk to her dog. Mm. Daydreaming and talking to the dog. All right. She begins singing the song Somewhere Over the Rainbow, a testament to the fact that she longs to be anywhere but where she is currently. 
The lesson that the Lord drove home concerning this scene was the importance of staying on task. Dorothy lived in the part of the country that was known for tornadoes and dust storms. She should have been focused on the business at hand instead of longing to be elsewhere. She should have been preparing for the future. But while she's daydreaming, uh, she doesn't notice the wind blowing. She doesn't see the leaves falling, the trees leaning and the dust blowing. She fails to realize that a storm is coming. Let me throw this in. When we are distracted, it's easy to miss the obvious. While her family is hunkering down in the storm shelter, Dorothy is elsewhere, both mentally and physically. Worldly distractions often lead to spiritual subtractions. Now, see, Dorothy longs to be somewhere else. Dorothy longs to be doing something else. And when your mind is not on what it should be on, you make mistakes. You're not as sharp as you could be. You're not paying attention. She didn't realize that the storm is coming. Point number two, coming out of the storm. When Dorothy's house touches down, she realizes that the storm has ceased and the wind has stopped blowing. Upon exiting her house, you remember, she notices the vibrant colors and beautiful surroundings. She remarks to Toto, uh, we're not in Kansas anymore. Some things will grow you up <laughs> before you know it. Some things will cause you to have a whole different perspective on things. She said, we're not in Kansas anymore. How right she is. The lesson here is your outlook is always different when you come through a storm. Come on here. I said your outlook is always different when you come through a storm. You don't see things quite the same. Once you've survived what you thought you couldn't survive. Once you live through what you thought you couldn't live through. Once you make it through what you thought you couldn't make it through. Your perspective is forever changed. You quickly learn that some people are not at all what they appear to be. <laughs> Come on here. What she thought were flowers were actually little people. Now be careful. These little people begin to celebrate her because unknowingly she has defeated their arch enemy. The wicked witch. Come on. Another lesson is this. Coming through the storm is hard. It's hard. She was transported from where she was to a whole new place entirely. Perspective is different. Environment is different. Coming through the storm is hard. God knows we are vulnerable. We need to ask him to surround us with real people who will love us and celebrate us, who will hold us while we heal, but will do so honestly and lovingly. Not just celebrating us for what they believe we've done for them. Come on, you need somebody who's going to hold you while you heal. You've just come through a storm. You don't need to be celebrated. You need to be sitting down somewhere. <laughs> You've just come through a storm. Point number three, without fail, she meets a man. I said without fail, she meets a man. The first person Dorothy meets while out on the road is a man. It never fails. Men and boys are everywhere. <laughs> Lesson. Don't fall for the first one who comes along. Look at him. Let's just look at who she meets. He can't stand up straight, but Dorothy likes him anyway. Straw coming all out his head, but she likes him anyway. Tripping and falling over his own feet, 
but she likes him anyway. Before long, they begin to converse. He begins scratching his head. She begins scratching hers. Uh, Something's not quite right. He don't understand her. She don't understand him. What's going on? First of all, he can't stand up straight. And now she finds out he can't think straight because he has no brain. He had hangups when she met him, but she hooks up with him anyway. Now, see, now, now that now that's a word there. You see them red flags. You see, he always smelling like weed. You see his eyes always bloodshot. Maya Angelou said it best. When people show you who they are, believe them the first time. <laughs> Dorothy hooks up with him anyway. Dorothy just makes one bad decision after another. Right here, we know that Dorothy has not been reading her Bible because if she had been, she would have remembered that we should let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Come on. He can't keep his mind on nothing if he don't have one. Point number four, all that glitters is not gold. No, it might be tin. <laughs> the tin man, that is. Dorothy and the scarecrow now meet the tin man. Dorothy is altogether smitten with him. She is quite impressed. Honey, see, some people like shiny things. Can't concentrate on nothing because the blingage is in your eyes. <laughs> she is impressed. He's shiny. Dorothy begins to talk to him too. Listen, don't judge a book by its cover. Before we fall head over heels for a man, do some investigating first. See what he's about. Through dialogue, Dorothy finds out that this man doesn't have a heart. Now right there, Dorothy should have left him right where she found him. Everyone knows that if he has no heart, he has no love. Not only that, he can't move. Stuck. Unable to move freely. He's lacking the oil of the Holy Spirit that will allow him to move. The Bible says where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. No more chains holding me. He clearly is not the one. Yes, she hooks up with him too. Somebody say oh for two. Now she done hooked up. With a brother that don't have no brain. How he going to help you solve your problems? Hooked up again with a brother who has no heart. No heart. How can he possibly love you? Point number five. The lion. Not L-I-O-N. L-Y-I-N. Lion. <laughs> the lion. Who is the next person Dorothy meets out on the road? The lion. He is the worst one of all. He looks ferocious. He looks scary. He's big. He's bad. He's a fake. He looks like he should be able to protect her. He looks like he should be able to provide for her. He looks like a lion, but in reality, he ain't doing nothing but lying. Lesson. Looks are often deceiving. I'm reminded of the fig tree that Jesus saw one day when he was hungry. It was during the time of year that figs should have been hanging from it. As Jesus approached it, he found no fruit on it, only leaves. For this reason, Jesus cursed it so that nothing grew on it ever again. There is a danger in merely looking the part. There's a danger in merely seeming 
to be something when you know you are not. The Lord has great expectations for his people. If we only look the part and we are bearing no fruit, we are in danger of being cut off. Concluding lesson. Between the four of them, they were a sorry lot indeed. We have Dorothy, who was constantly searching for something. She was weak-minded and unable to make good decisions. She found it easier to converse with birds or a dog than even confiding in her own family. The scarecrow. He had just too many hang-ups. He couldn't stand up for himself, nor think for himself, which meant he couldn't stand up for her or help her solve any of her problems. The tin man, all dressed up and no place to go. Shiny, but no substance. Looking good, but ain't about nothing. Lastly, the lion. Hypocritical, scary, weak. We have to stay in the word of God to help us discern what company to keep and which to dismiss. We have to stay in the word of God so that we are not constantly and easily distracted. We have to stay in the word of God so that we develop a spirit of discernment. Hmm. The answer to all of their problems could be found in one scripture found in the word of God. Souvenir, 2 Timothy 1 and 7. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, lion, but of power, Dorothy, and of love, tin man, and of a sound mind, scarecrow. This concludes our first lesson on fairy tales. I look forward to sharing another lesson next week, women. Love to know what you think and if you are being blessed. God bless you. See you next time.